0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will appoint a new Assembly member to fill a recent vacancy. Former Assembly member Rebecca Himshute stepped down last month after being elected the newest representative for House District 2 in the Alaska Legislature. Six Sitkins have applied to fill her seat, J.J. Carlson, Greg Dunn, Steve Lee, Drew Thompson, Carol Voison, and Richard Ween. The Assembly will vote on Hemshoot's replacement, and if they're at the meeting, they'll be sworn in and seated immediately. The person chosen will serve in the seat until the municipal election next October. The Assembly will also consider, on final reading, whether to update the procedure for renting vendor and outfitter spaces at Harrigan Centennial Hall during the summer season. Previously, the spaces were offered at a flat rate on a first-come, first-serve basis. If approved tonight, businesses will have to bid for slots, with the minimum bid of $2,500 for vendors and $5,000 for outfitters who get extra storage space. The new policy would also require commercial vehicles like taxis and buses to secure permits in order to pick up and drop off passengers at the building. The permits would range in cost from $250 to $1,000 for the year, based on the number of passengers a vehicle carries. It's the first update to the building's permit policies in 20 years and is intended to help the city secure more revenue to support city infrastructure. The Sitka Assembly meets tonight at 6 p.m. at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. statewide advisory board to the Alaska Marine Highway System voted December 2nd to spend more in 2024. But as Coast Alaska's Angela Denning reports, labor shortages could hamstring the effort to improve service after years of cost cutting.
1: The nearly $160 million approved by the Alaska Marine Highway Operations Board would allow all but one of the state's nine ferries to sail during the busy summer tourism season. One vessel would be kept idle to fill in during maintenance layups. The board's unanimous vote comes ahead of the anticipated release of the governor's proposed budget. That'll be a starting point for lawmakers, who will consider the state's overall spending plan when the state legislature convenes next month.
2: We're talking an entire calendar year away before this would even be in effect.
1: That's Rob Carpenter, deputy commissioner of the state's Department of Transportation. He works closely with the Ferry Board. The board's 2024 budget recommendation is more costly than the last five years. It would be about $14 million more than 2023, but have 27 less service weeks. The Operations Board was created by the legislature last year to make recommendations to the marine highway system. The board has talked extensively over the past several months about the need for improvements. There are a lot of people, a lot of communities who feel that promises have been made with regard to the Alaska Marine Highway System, that they believe those promises have been broken.
2: The ferry system is in a very dire, dire straits right now at the moment.
1: That's board members Captain Keith Hillard and Juanita Ayers in September. At the board's meeting this month, they considered four operating plans for 2024, each with a different price tag and number of ferries. Plan A would have all nine vessels running, Plan D would be a reduction in service. Plan B and C were in between. Board Chair Shirley Marcourt said she supported Plan B. And Option B, I think, is really justifiable in terms of going to the legislature. The state's marine highway system has been suffering from a labor shortage. In February, the state contracted with a job replacement company to help hire new people. Board member Paul Johnson questioned whether the system would have enough staff to crew the eight vessels in Plan B. Deputy Commissioner Carpenter was optimistic.
2: We're still aggressively pursuing all the hiring we can. And, uh, you know, I think we have to budget or plan for that we have full crew and then adjust as necessary when we get there.
1: The board unanimously supported Plan B for the 2024 operating plan. It's expected to have no service gaps. The recommendation will be sent as a letter to the DOT Commissioner's office. It will also be included in the board's short range plan. In Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning.
0: For the third year in a row, a group of Alaska producers have put together a compilation of original holiday music to benefit women's shelters across the state. KDLL's Sabine Pooks has more on the festive fundraiser.
3: When it comes to classic holiday songs, there are some that are just impossible to top.
2: How do you you beat the stuff from like the 50s? No, you can't. You can't.
3: That's why producer James Glaves says the Alaska artists on this year's Bright Lights album aren't trying to rehash the classics. Each song on the compilation is instead a fresh take on holiday music.
2: You can write about your your alcoholic uncle who burnt the tree down if you want. You know, it's like that's what I think is really great about it is like, It's not about Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. It's about what people feel and what they think about the holidays and the fact that there's dark songs, I think, is is really cool.
3: (laughs) Bright Lights Volume 3 is a holiday music album featuring original songs from Alaska artists, and it's also a fundraiser for domestic violence shelters in the state's rural communities. The project is in its third year. Glaives, who lives in Anchorage, mastered this year's album – and the producer has roots in Soldatna and Kasilov, where he says he grew up in a house that loved music. He started jamming when he was a student at K. Beach Elementary School.
2: Got my first drum set, got a got my first guitar, even though I wanted a four-wheeler. I was, you know, Peninsula kid. My life would have been probably much different if I would have gotten that expensive four-wheeler instead of the little red guitar under the Christmas tree.
3: He says from there, he became more and more obsessed with making music. Today, he's worked with artists in Alaska and beyond and put out solo and group projects of his own. He was brought onto the Bright Lights Project in 2020, in its first year, by one of its founders, Nanilchik Ray's musician, Andy Tholberg. The group donated the proceeds from that volume to a nonprofit in Anchorage, and then the next year, they donated to a few smaller organizations, all of them shelters in remote communities like Bethel, Hooper Bay, and Kotzebue. Glaives says it was important to the group to bring attention to organizations in rural parts of the state specifically.
2: Most Alaskans understand that there is an unbelievable um, domestic violence <clears throat> problem in our state. A lot of people don't know that. At the very, very least, there's a few people who are going to see this and 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 think about it for a minute.
3: He says the response so far has been somewhat small. He estimates they've raised between 1000 thousand and two thousand and $2,000 a year. People donate what they can to buy each album on the website Bandcamp. Claves says they're hoping for a bigger response this year.
2: We beat the sophomore slump. It's not some pipe dream kind of like, oh, we just threw this little thing together. It's the third year. It's real now, you know.
3: Volume 3 features songs from Strawberry Friend in Anchorage and the Casey Smith Project in Fairbanks.
2: And then Andy and myself, and I'd never contributed to it, so Andy and myself, we did a track, which was (laughs) really weird and fun. It's uh, track four, The End of Your Feeling. You feeling, it? you feeling it? It's really, really dark, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's super fun. We had a really good time making it.
3: Like the other eight tracks on the album, the song is a fresh take on holiday music all the songs on the album are originals. Glaive says he wants to change the stigma that today's holiday songs are trash.
2: No, 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 no. This isn't bad music.
3: He says there's room to be creative, even within such a well-established musical tradition. Glaive says generally, artists feel freer to make creative choices since it's holiday music and not their usual stuff.
2: I think that that gives people a, a hall pass To just have fun, let their hair down, do whatever they want. And I think that's why the albums are turning out so awesome.
3: You can find Bright Lights Volume 3 on Bandcamp. Proceeds go to the Tundra Women's Coalition in Bethel, the Hooper Bay Haven Shelter, Emmanac Women's Shelter, Bering Sea Women's Shelter in Nome, and Maniluk Family Crisis Center in Kotzebue. In Kenai, I'm Sabine Pooks.
0: I'm Brooke Schaefer and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. Today, rain mainly afternoon, high near 39, west wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, becoming southeast in the afternoon. Chance of precipitation is 90 percent. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and a half of an inch possible. Tonight, rain, low around 37, southeast wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 90 percent. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and a half of an inch possible. And looking forward to tomorrow, Wednesday, December 14th, rain mainly before noon, high near 44, north wind around 10 miles per hour, becoming southwest in the morning. Chance of precipitation is 100%. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Good morning.
2: This is Morning Edition.